0: CHAPTER 15 YOUR SUBCONSCIOUS MIND AND YOUR HAPPINESS William James, father of American psychology, said that the greatest discovery of the 19th century was not in the realm of physical science. The greatest discovery was the power of the subconscious touched by faith. In every human being is that limitless reservoir of power, which can overcome any problem in the world. True and lasting happiness will come into your life the day you get the clear realization that you can overcome any weakness the day you realize that your subconscious can solve your problems, heal your body, and prosper you beyond your fondest dream. You might have felt very happy when your child was born, when you got married, when you graduated from college, or when you won a great victory or a prize. You might have been very happy when you became engaged to the loveliest girl or the most handsome man. You could go on and list innumerable experiences which have made you happy. However, no matter how marvelous these experiences are, they do not give real lasting happiness. They are transitory. The Book of Proverbs gives the answer, Whosoever trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. When you trust in the Lord, the power and wisdom of your subconscious mind, to lead, guide, govern, and direct all your ways, you will become poised, serene, and relaxed. As you radiate love, peace, and goodwill to all, you are really building a superstructure of happiness for all the days of your life. You must choose happiness. Happiness is a state of mind. There is a phrase in the Bible which says, Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. You have the freedom to choose happiness. This may seem extraordinarily simple, and it is. Perhaps this is why people stumble over the way to happiness. They do not see the simplicity of the key to happiness. The great things of life are simple, dynamic, and creative. They produce well-being and happiness. St. Paul reveals to you how you can think your way into a life of dynamic power and happiness in these words. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good rapport, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Fallations four eight, How to Choose Happiness Begin now to choose happiness. This is how you do it. When you open your eyes in the morning, say to yourself, Divine order takes charge of my life today and every day. All things work together for good for me today. This is a new and wonderful day for me. There will never be another day like this one. I am divinely guided all day long and whatever I do will prosper. Divine love surrounds me, enfolds me, and enwraps me, and I go forth in peace. Whenever my attention wanders away from that which is good and constructive, I will immediately bring it back to the contemplation of that which is lovely and of good rapport. I am a spiritual and mental magnet attracting to myself all things which bless and prosper me. I am going to be a wonderful success in all my undertakings today. I am definitely going to be happy all day long. Start each day in this manner, then you will be choosing happiness, and you will be a radiant, joyous person. He made it a habit to be happy. A number of years ago I stayed for about a week in a farmer's house in Connemara on the west coast of Ireland. He seemed to be always singing and whistling and was full of humor. I asked him the secret of his happiness, and his reply was, it is a habit of mine to be happy." Every morning when I awaken and every night before I go to sleep, I bless my family, the crops, the cattle, and I thank God for the wonderful harvest. This farmer had made a practice of this for over 40 years. As you know, thoughts repeated regularly and systematically sink into the subconscious mind and become habitual. He discovered that happiness is a habit. You must desire to be happy. There is one very important point about being happy. You must sincerely desire to be happy. There are people who have been depressed, dejected, and unhappy so long that when they suddenly were made happy by some wonderful, good, joyous news, they would actually be like the woman who said to me, It is wrong to be so happy. They have been so accustomed to the old mental patterns that they do not feel at home being happy. They long for the former, depressed, unhappy state. I knew a woman in England who had rheumatism for many years. She would pat herself on the knee and say, My rheumatism is bad today. I cannot go out. My rheumatism keeps me miserable. This dear elderly lady got a lot of attention from her son, daughter, and the neighbors. She really wanted her rheumatism. She enjoyed her misery, as she called it. This woman did not really want to be happy. I suggested a curative procedure to her. I wrote down some Biblical verses and told her that if she gave attention to these truths, her mental attitude would undoubtedly change and will result in her faith and confidence in being restored to health. She was not interested. There seems to be a peculiar, mental, morbid streak in many people, whereby they seem to enjoy being miserable and sad. Why choose unhappiness? Many people choose unhappiness by entertaining these ideas. Today is a black day. Everything is going to go wrong. I am not going to succeed. Everyone is against me. Business is bad and it is going to get worse. I'm always late. I never get the breaks. He can, but I can't. If you have this attitude of mind the first thing in the morning, you will attract all these experiences to you, and you will be very unhappy. Begin to realize that the world you live in is determined largely by what goes on in your mind. Marcus Aurelius, the great Roman philosopher and sage, said, A man's life is what his thoughts make of it. Emerson, America's foremost philosopher, said, A man is what he thinks all day long. The thoughts you habitually entertain in your mind have the tendency to actualize themselves in physical conditions. Make certain you do not indulge in negative thoughts, defeatist thoughts, or unkind, depressing thoughts. Recall frequently to your mind that you can experience nothing outside your own mentality. If I had a million dollars, I would be happy. I have visited many men in mental institutions who were millionaires, but they insisted they were penniless and destitute. They were incarcerated because of psychotic, paranoid, and manic-depressive tendencies. Wealth in and of itself will not make you happy. On the other hand, it is not a deterrent to happiness. Today, there are many people trying to buy happiness through the purchase of radios, television sets, automobiles, a home in the country, a private yacht, and a swimming pool. But happiness cannot be purchased or procured in that way. The kingdom of happiness is in your thought and feeling. Too many people have the idea that it takes something artificial to produce happiness. Some say, if I were elected mayor, made president of the organization, promoted to general manager of the corporation, I would be happy. The truth is that happiness is a mental and spiritual state. None of these positions mentioned will necessarily bequeath happiness. Your strength, joy, and happiness consist in finding out the law of divine order and right action lodged in your subconscious mind, and by applying these principles in all phases of your life. He found happiness to be the harvest of a quiet mind. Lecturing in San Francisco some years ago, I interviewed a man who was very unhappy and dejected over the way his business was going. He was the general manager. His heart was filled with resentment toward the vice president and the president of the organization. He claimed that they opposed him. Because of this internal strife, business was declining, he was receiving no dividends or stock bonuses. This is how he solved his business problem. The first thing in the morning, he affirmed quietly as follows. All those working in our corporation are honest, sincere, cooperative, faithful, and full of goodwill to all. They are mental and spiritual links in the chain of this corporation's growth, welfare, and prosperity. I radiate love, peace, and goodwill in my thoughts, words, and deeds to my two associates and to all those in the company. The president and the vice president of our company are divinely guided in all their undertakings. The infinite intelligence of my subconscious mind makes all decisions through me. There is only right action in our business transactions and in our relationship with each other. I send the messengers of peace, love, and goodwill before me to the office. Peace and harmony reign supreme in the minds and hearts of all those in the company, including myself. I now go forth into a new day full of faith, confidence, and trust. This business executive repeated the above meditation slowly three times in the morning, feeling the truth of what he affirmed when fearful or angry thoughts came into his mind during the day he would say to himself peace harmony and poise govern my mind at all times as he continued disciplining his mind in this manner all the harmful thoughts ceased to come and peace came into his mind he reaped the harvest Subsequently, he wrote me to the effect that at the end of about two weeks of reordering his mind, the president and the vice president called him into the office, praised his operations and his new constructive ideas, and remarked how fortunate they were in having him as general manager. He was very happy in discovering that man finds happiness within himself. The block or stump is not really there. I read a newspaper article some years ago which told me about a horse that shied when he came to a stump on the road. Subsequently, every time the horse came to that same stump, he shied. The farmer dug the stump out, burned it, and leveled the old road. Yet for 25 years, every time the horse passed the place where the former stump was, he shied. The horse was shying at the memory of a stump. There is no block to your happiness save in your own thought life and mental imagery. Is fear or worry holding you back? Fear is a thought in your mind. You can dig it up this very moment by supplanting it with faith in success, achievement and victory over all problems. I knew a man who failed in business. He said to me, I made mistakes, I've learned a lot. I am going back into business and I will be a tremendous success. He faced up to that stump in his mind. He did not whine or complain, but he tore up the stump of failure, and through believing in his inner powers to back him up, he banished all fear thoughts and old depressions. Believe in yourself, and you will succeed and be happy. THE HAPPIEST PEOPLE The happiest man is he who constantly brings forth and practices what is best in him. Happiness and virtue complement each other. The best are not only the happiest, but the happiest are usually the best in the art of living life successfully. God is the highest and best in you. Express more of God's love, light, truth, and beauty, and you will become one of the happiest persons in the world today. Epictetus, the Greek Stoic philosopher, said, There is but one way to tranquility of mind and happiness. Let this, therefore, be always ready at hand with thee. Both when thou wakest early in the morning, and all the day long, and when thou goest late to sleep, to account no external things thy own, but commit all these to God.